Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. When planning a garden, one of the most important things to consider is colour. That colour doesn't just come from flowers. It's in the foliage, the bark of the trees, pottery, furniture, fences, it's everywhere. And therefore has an enormous impact on the mood of the garden. When considering a colour palette, we need to first decide how we want the space to make us feel and then choose the colour scheme from there. So on today's podcast, we're going to discuss the basic principles of using colour in design to help make that picture in our heads a reality. Keith. Mm. Let's start with your garden. What mood does it portray? Is it calm? Is it cheerful? Is it dramatic? Um, or any of those? Well, <laughs> I, I don't like, like to use my own garden as an example of, of all this because, <laughs> because I, my garden is a bee garden. It's, it's, it's what works for the bees more well, than anything else. dramatic. <laughs> well, it probably is a bit more dramatic. So I, and I, use, I use strong colours and I mm. use real contrasting colours. That's dramatic. That's dramatic, yeah. yeah. But, well, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, the, I guess colour's all about balance. Well, I was just going to say, I think mine started off as a calm garden because mm-hmm. I was, I think maybe it was lack of confidence because I was using a lot of green and white when yeah. I started. But I think over time I've become a little bit more adventurous and so my calm garden is now a little bit more cheerful because I'm adding colour, but I wouldn't say it was dramatic. But anyway, this is basically saying that it starts with what sort of mood do we want to create. So when it comes to your designs, when you've got a customer or a client in front of you, how do you work with colours? Okay. So the, the first thing I ask my clients, if, they, if they're going to go for a, a perennial garden in particular, are there colour color combinations that they don't like? And you'd be surprised. And a lot of people have, have particular colours that they, they just, just hate. stand, yeah. yeah. Um, and and, and they're, they're colours that spring to mind for whatever reason. Um, and, and sometimes I will use some of those colours that they've told me they don't like and I'll put it in a garden just, just to upset for, them. No, just to show them that those colours can work oh, in various ways. Okay. All right. So there are no specific rules that we need to follow in our gardens, but if you want to create a mood, perhaps, then working with a colour palette is a good idea? That's the best thing to do. Okay. You know, that, that's where if you're unsure and you're just starting out, then the best thing you do is go and buy yourself a little colour wheel yes. and have a look at how those colours work. Yeah. Um, you know, and you'd, you'd want to do that before you go down to the nursery and start, you know, choosing, the plants. choosing plants and yep. plant colours because, you know, they can be problematic and they can be very disappointing, you know, yes. if, they're, if they're planted without careful thought of the planting combinations. Yeah. But it's also important, isn't it, to take into account the architectural style of your home and your garden as well as the colours used in the, ma- the building materials, yeah, exactly. the paths, the steps, the walls and the fences. Yeah. So the colours you choose should ideally complement all those things, right? Yeah, Absolutely. You know, you, it, it, it's it's a reflection there on 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 you know the, the what you've chosen as the colours of your house. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want it to you know, so that. Thing, so things will then run off that. You know, sometimes you know you don't realise that you've already made those made those choices about the sorts of colours that you like when you're choosing colours for your home. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Exactly. Um, so you know, if you if you if you're just out to start. 
and you're uh, you're unsure, as I said, the best thing you can do is go back to a to a colour wheel. wheel. Yeah. Um, and you can choose the hot colours. You know, so hot, the hot colours are colours between red and yellow, and then of course you've got the cool colours, mm. the greens and the purples. Mm. Uh, and then you can add in harmonies of those colours, you know. Yep. So, you know, when you're deciding the colours of your garden, take into consideration the colours used in, used that you've already used in your house, your rendering, your co- your roof colours, all yeah. those yeah, sorts yeah. of things. But do we do we should we limit it to a certain number to, when we're starting out? Should we keep it the numbers low? Does you, it, is yeah. that important? It is, you know, and and you might pick, you know, say three or four different colours and just see how they work in your garden, you know. Mm. Um, some people lo- like to use hot colours. Yeah. So well, that's, dr- that's drama. That's a dramatic that's drama. garden. It is. It's yep. very dramatic. Yep. And, and probably one of the best examples of that particular garden is, is um, the, the hot borders at, at Cloud Hill up in the, up in the Dandenongs. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, Jeremy Francis put that together and it is just absolutely stunning. But it's a hot, hot border. Mm. And you go up there on a, on a hot, hot day. And you want to just probably close your you eyes. Want to get, you want to be watching it from underneath the shade of a cool, cool tree. <laughs> yes. You know, so colours set the mood. You know, that's another thing yes. you've got to do. Yeah. So if you want to go for cool colours, mm-hmm. you go for things like greens and blues and violets, and all these should be grouped. You know, so you don't just pick one; you pick it in groups. You might know, have threes and fours and fives. Keith's been teaching me this over the years, over the last couple of months, I should say, because I tend to buy one or two or three. But you need to group them. It does have a much more effective, yeah, it does. effect. Um, you know, so pastel colours are cooling colours. Yes. Um, and so colours, that's, yeah. Yeah, go on. So I was just going to say that's more, that, uh, the, the calm colours are the blues and the greens, as you were saying, and then you go into the pastel colours, which can be obviously part of a calm garden, but also become a little bit more cheer. I know I keep using the cheerful word, but a happy garden. Exactly. But yeah. not too dramatic. Pastel is sort of in between the two, isn't it? That's right. Um, what, I, what I do like to use, and, 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 I, and it's probably my favourite plant because of the longevity that you have it, it has in the garden and the, drama, the, the dramatic um, impact that it presents is a plant called Verbena banariensis, oh, yes, which is the tall um, plant. It gets about 1.5 metres tall mm. on a long stalk with just mm. these purple heads. Mm. And if you've got, even your garden, where you've got big areas of pink hydrangeas, Mm. if you went around the back of that Mm. pink hydrangeas with these plants, you know, with these purple heads that come up, Mm. you know, you've created this other beautiful mood. And they're fantastic because they move. They move with the wind. It's the movement of those plants Absolutely sensational. So then in your designs... Where do you? St- I mean, do you start with? Do you use neutral colours as a sort of a background or a base to start from, or, or not? Because they're you know the whites and the the, 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 the sort of the, the earthy colours. Yeah, but I use a lot of colours. When we're not, not even talking about perennial plants, we know we, mm. we're talking about um, the use of greens to start off with. You know, foliage, uh, foliage, yeah. the uses of foliage. I mean, that's also a a, 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 a very important place to start yes it's the background that you want to create yes and then all your plant other plants can set off off, off you know against it yeah yeah so um i'm, I'm about to start a, a, a design up in um up near the city mm-hmm. up in roval where um we've got some narrow spaces we've got um, a room looking out over straight onto a fence Oh. So we're going to be putting um, a creeper on that fence, so mm. the tracleosperm and the you know what we've got out here that you've got out here. The um, the, the star jasmine. Star jasmine. Yes, that's going to go up on on um, on re- uh, concrete reinforcing mesh. Okay. And then in front of that, we'll have big bold leaf 
plants, you know, with greys and mm. and blues in the in the leaves and so forth, mm. and and even dark, great big dark glossy leaves mm, will all work off that. You know, so even if you don't want colour in your garden. In, in terms of flowers, you can introduce those same colours. shades. With the shades, shades of the greens. that's true. Okay, so did, did, we were talking about examples before. Should we start with what, well, for, if we would do want to do something a bit more serene in the garden, what sort of colours would we do there? I mean, we've, we've been through the blues. There's, we just, I think the contrast of those greens is lovely, like lamb's ears, because that's the, fo- the, the, the texture. Foliage, yeah. Of the, yeah, and... Um, um, all these different salvias with all these lovely, sh- you know, long leaf salvias and things like that. Yeah. That's nice and calm. And also the whites are lovely, uh, you know, just for people who are thinking they want to do something a little bit more relaxing in their garden. Yeah, What's- whites and creams are great. Yeah. They really are terrific. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, names of plants, like so many salvias, hydrangeas, obviously, my favourite. Yes. They're nice and calm. Uh Nepeta cat mint is lovely in that sort of environment as well. Soft, yes, and and that's an important that's an important plant and an important colour, because if you're laying out a garden and you want to start off with some real hot colours, for instance, some 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 reds and some yellows, mm. put those in, um, and then you want to plant pinks nearby. Mm. You have to divide. Then them you've got to have a plant that will, that will sort in between those, yes. and a plant that you use there is a plant that has a grey foliage mm-hmm. because it just softens yes, off both absolutely. those contrasts that absolutely. you want to put in there. Yep. So I use a lot of greys yep. in in in, uh, in people's gardens just to sort of soften off the hot colours mm-hmm. from the cooler colours. Mm-hmm. It just gives you this beautiful balance. And for an example of a bright, happy, cheerful garden. I saw an example of a Monet's garden. Mm-hmm. Now that's a good example. Just some photos I was looking at the other day of the, you know, they use those watercolour, the palettes of pinks, blues, greens, soft yellows, that sort of thing is 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 sort of that happy in between of a calm and a really dramatic garden. Yeah. So it's just nice with those pastels that you were talking about before. Absolutely. So there, and, yeah. what, and moving on to the dark and dramatic. So I mean, I know you've mentioned it before, but we've got some pretty. Extreme colours. What are some plants you can mention? Extreme colours? Extremes. Ooh. One that I do love um, is Rudbeckia. Yes. Uh, Goldsturm, yes. it's called. And, and it, it has bright, bright yellow petals with um, dark black stamens in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I love using those. They're gorgeous. I love using... Um, um, salvias, for instance, mm. there's lots of salvias, and I, and I use those. There's a salvia for every garden, there, isn't there? Absolutely, yep. there is. Yep. But and there's there's one that I I re- or there's a couple I really really enjoy using. Um, one is called Mystic Spires, which just flowers for months and months and months. Ah, oh, it just keeps going. Yep, and then um, as an as an intermediary, I use um, Salvia Lucantha Mexican Sage. Yes. She's got that beautiful silver foliage and the purple, the purple flowers mm. on, on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's lots and lots of, of different plants that you know you, you can bring into a garden. Um, the sanguisorbia is a is another beautiful plant that has that some of the varieties have beautiful burgundy heads of, of, of flowers on the top. Gallardias, another type. Um, that, that have either strong yellows mm-hmm. or strong uh, burgundy colours. Mm-hmm. Scabiosa. I was about to say scabiosa. Um, mm-hmm. one, the, my, my love there is one called Midnight, which has got yes. probably one of the biggest flower heads you've ever seen. Mm. 
um, and that mixed in with with um, things like uh, Achillea and uh, Coronation Gold yeah, yeah, yeah. for a real standout. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. if you want to soften that off, yeah. you know, you can you can there's other types of of, um, of of Achilles that you know have got softer. Okay. Um, to bring down yellow, that so you can bring it down that way, yeah. and then even into into the cerises. Mm. So there's, yes. you know, I guess you know the the bolder and the more skilled a gardener becomes, um, you know, the greater the colour combinations that they're prepared to try. Yes. And that's what you've got to got to you know really get onto. Yeah. Um, you know, and examples of this are using red with green, orange and blue, yellow and purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all up, all add up to having a bit of spice they in the sure garden. They do. They do. But the old saying is, "Less sometimes is more," and this this also applies to color combinations. So keep it simple with color, and then think about adding another dimension to the garden by choosing plants with the foliage. Yes. You know, so do That's it up right. that way. That's right. And this is where I love to add structure to a garden by using grasses. grasses. I knew that was coming. Grasses are a real favourite of mine, and um, a couple that I that I use a lot. Um, there's one that's called Calamagrostis, uh, and the variety is Overdam, which has got a beautiful variegated, soft variegated leaf that has a slight pink through it, and then these vertical flower heads that come up with vertical um, seed mm-hmm. on on top of those. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after that, Miscanthus, yep. and the, there's varieties called Sinensis, um, and um, varieties called Saraband, um, Kleine Fontaine, Flamingo. These are all just sensational Flamingo plants. Flamingo sounds gorgeous. It's uh, well, it's got a, a beautiful purple okay. flower head oh, on it, so it's lovely. just it's just gorgeous. You know, so it's it's just looking at those combinations. Mm. But you know, one of the best things you can actually do um, is to walk around some of these superb gardens, and like Cloud ideas, Hill, yeah. like Heronswood, yeah. like St Earth. They're yeah. wonderful gardens to go and visit. Monet's garden, if you can get over there. I tell you what, don't mention that because we were over in France and we were going to go to Monet's garden, and uh, I was a bit over France at that stage, oh, so we never went. went. Home. Yeah, I, oh. and, and Leslie always never now, lets you forget. She it. never lets me forget oh, about well, not when seeing the karma. Monet's if garden. that ever happens, you'll have to get back there. We will absolutely. All right. Well, like I think the last point we should make is that the most important thing is that you love your garden, and if that means leaving these colour principles principles behind to create your dream garden, then that's fine, isn't it? Absolutely. As long as you're happy, that's all that matters. Get a full colour wheel and start or small. Or get a colour wheel, or don't listen to us at all. Yes, do. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.